This is the Social Savvy Geek Show with Laura Pansitensio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. Thank you for tuning in to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're catching the live show or replay, thank you for listening. I'm Laura Pensitencio, and last show we kicked off season four. I talked about how to find out who your audience really is. Today, we'll be talking about where to market your next course for the best results. We'll cover how to market the launch of your online course to get your desired best clients in your program. As business owners, we understand the importance of marketing, but how do you decide where the best places for you to market your course are? Marketing your online course is completely different than your coaching packages or your in-person services. The people who want an online course are generally not the same people, and if they are, they're not in the same point in their buying cycle as the people who you want to pay for your one-on-one time. This episode will focus on everything from Facebook ads to blogging to help you fill your online class and reach your ideal clients. So when I'm looking personally to join an online course, because I have been and probably will always continue to be a little bit of an online course junkie, it's one of my preferred methods of learning. I love it. I look for people who have compelling ads, like ads get me. I have... um, seen advertisements and gotten into master classes from Facebook. And then I'll go to the master class and that's where I judge. That's where I decide, am I in or am I out? And so obviously I've mentioned it before. In the case of Amy Porterfield, I go to the master class and I am I am so in. I've I've already I've already handled that. Unless she releases something new, there's nothing else for me to buy, sadly. Um, but there have been other cases where the ad copy is fantastic and the image is nice. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go to this. And then I go to the free online masterclass where they tell me how amazing they are and how awesome they are and how much value they're going to give me while actually wasting my time. And I'm out. And this has been the case recently where there was an absolutely phenomenal ad and it keeps getting me. I signed up for the same person's different webinars two different times. And after that, I blocked her. No more ads from that person because I feel uh, like the ads were fantastic. And then the webinar did not deliver as promised. And I'm just, I'm just not into that. So when marketing your online course, you want to be very sure that you always set good expectations and fulfill your promise. And you can do that through having consistent Facebook ads to masterclasses, to blog articles, and just make sure that whenever you make a promise that you keep it. You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. You can download your free copy of Facebook ad template from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast and follow me at Social Savvy Geek on Twitter. You've put in the work to create an outstanding online course that you know you just know in your gut will help your ideal client achieve their burning desire. Now it's time to get the word out. With all the marketing options available, you could spend a lot of your available time and money advertising everywhere, or you could use what you know about your ideal client to pick the platform they are most likely to view. This episode 
It's all about smart marketing and putting your resources where they have the best chance of filling your online class with your ideal clients. Excuse me. So more on where where I engage in some some methods that other people have used for online classes. I have seen um, advertisements all over the place and I am a student of ads. I look at them and I engage with them and I interact with them because I do advertising for myself and for others and I wanna see what works and what doesn't. And a well-written ad can really just kind of suck you in. You get all excited and you're like, yeah, I gotta have that. So as you are looking around on Facebook or viewing Instagram or looking at Instagram stories or wherever it is that you are, if you are a version of your ideal client, that's your first hint. That's your first, ah, perhaps I should market the way that the people who are attracting me are marketing. And you don't copy them, but you do mimic their style or... um, keep on your brand, but make sure that um, you copy the outline or the structure of the ad. So you're not copying the words, you're copying the structure. So if they open with a question, then you open with a question. If they've got bullet points, you come up with your own bullet points. Um, Facebook ad structure that really does work quite well is starting with a question and then giving a little highlight and then doing some bullet points and then having more text at the bottom. Long, long form um, ads really uh, seem still to be connecting very well and converting very well. So once you've done that, you need to make sure you have an image that is appealing, that is on brand, that would catch the eye of your ideal client and draw them in. In some industries, this is going to be kind of corporate and slick looking. And in other industries, that will not work at all. And you're going to need to have something that looks personal and like like it's a friend sharing a conversation and something from your day. Um, you don't want to get, you know, crazy with the cheese whiz, but you do want to make sure that you're sharing things that are going to actually get people to click. And you'll have to experiment and see what that is. Typically, though, an image of a human being is a good place to start. <laughs> so just keep it in, in your mind. If you write middle grade fiction, advertising on the social media equivalent of late night television or LinkedIn probably isn't going to work for you. However, running an ad on something like Macaroni Kid or a cartoon network may do really well. Typically, if you're working with speakers, authors, and consultants, as I am, Facebook is still a really good value for your ad dollars. It has gotten more expensive, and I know they're having some, you know, some drama in the news, but they're not going anywhere, and your ideal clients aren't going anywhere, not necessarily because we're in love with Facebook, but it's still where people are, and it's still where your ad dollars can go the furthest, especially if you use it in conjunction with Google or also in conjunction with Instagram, which, of course, Facebook owns. But you need to figure out amongst the places that work which ones convert the best for you. Something a lot of people just don't even know is that Instagram in your regular feed and Instagram in the stories, even though they're the same platform, it's different audience. 
people usually uh, interact a whole lot more with one than the other. So if your audience is all watching stories and all you're posting is images, you're not going to get the views that you're looking for. So if if your people are reacting to the stories, it's more like a video, you might need to do a video ad. So we're going to address um, that type of thing. And this is definitely a year for video. So it is a direction that can easily be explored for higher conversions. You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. I'll share paid and unpaid options for marketing your online course after this word from our sponsors. Mark your calendars, boys and girls. Social Media Day Denver is coming soon. Every year on June 30th, social media fans around the world come together each year to celebrate the myriad of ways in which social media has radically changed our lives for the better. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018. Collaborate with influencers, leaders, and dynamic speakers. Social Media Day Denver is a full-day conference full of recognized leaders in the social media industry, both locally and nationally. You don't want to miss out. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018, and receive exclusive insider social media knowledge, relevant and actionable content you can apply immediately into your business, make impactful connections and relationships for life, and meet and chat with the experts. This event is enlightening and fun for entrepreneurs and small business owners and anyone else who wants to be a part of this dynamic group of social media experts. Find out more at socialmediadaydenver.com. Okay, so the big question for any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MediShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing health care costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about $500 a month. Stuart saved even more. When we first joined uh, MediShare, we were immediately going from a little over $1,600 a month down to uh, $460 basically a month. So that's wonderful. But then his wife needed emergency surgery and the bills added up to $160,000. So we were seeing the bills coming in and then the bills were being paid. Portions were being shared. And the end result of this is this bill was taken care of. Yes, MediShare works and it's so easy to get your questions answered too so why not you can call right now 844-41-BIBLE that's 844-41-BIBLE 844-41-BIBLE now back to the social savvy geek laura pensatencio on kdmt denver's money talk 1690 a.m you're listening to the social savvy geek show i'm laura pensatencio I'm sharing with you where to market your online event to get the results you want. Download your free Facebook ad template to see how you can create ads that convert. Visit the show notes at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast to get yours now. Where do you market your online program? It's a really good question, isn't it? I get this question a lot. (laughs) Um, There are a number of different options. Some are paid, some are free. Since everyone has a different budget, I'll touch on both kinds. Either option can be really powerful, and I personally use a combination of both. Let's start with paid. You can run Instagram ads. Why would you want to do that? So you can reach a different audience. Your feed and your stories, as I mentioned before the break, are actually somewhat separate audiences. For example, 
I am a photograph person and I'm in the regular feed most of the time. I see those stories up there, but they take so long to scroll past. I get bored. Have ADHD. I am so not watching your story unless you're one of my absolute favorite people. Now, if I see a few key people up there, I will click on their stuff because I love them. But if they aren't right up front where I see them, I'm not even clicking. I'm not clicking there. So keep in mind that you need to address both areas and then see which one is working better for you and then make use of that. Also, you want to use images and or videos that appeal to your audience and and get them to engage. And you're going to have to experiment a little bit with that. You can look at your peers and see what they're using and use something similar with your own spin on it. But just because something's working for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you immediately. Um, But you don't want to start from scratch. So it's a little bit of a line there. Um, You just got to do your best. Um, You do want to be conversational and be friendly and be real because you're like the corporate looking ads, unless you're a corporation are not ideal. Um, You do want to make sure that you know that people can swipe up to engage and and actually accept your offer. Um, If you have a very large following, then swipe up is there all the time. But if not, you do get it with advertisement. If you pay, you do get that option. So make sure that you set your opt-in up properly. Of course, Facebook ads, you can target who you want to target and get really down pretty small. So if you're looking for female entrepreneurs between the ages of 25 and 45, you can have that. And it Facebook best practices are changing all the time. It used to be that you wanted to have a smaller audience, like 250,000-ish people, um, so that you were really telling Facebook who your right people were. Now their al- algorithm has gotten so smart, perhaps because of all the you know data they have, um, but their algorithm has gotten so smart that you can actually leave your audience at, at a million this is if you're national, international. If you're local, hyper-local, you're still going to have to narrow it down. Um, but if you've got a big audience, Facebook has become smart enough to sort through that and really find the best people. So don't overthink it right now. And although there's no such thing as a correct amount to spend on an ad, it's not unusual to spend 1500 to convert 100 to 150 people. That's not for them to see it. That's for them to actually register for your thing. If you're doing a really good job. And there are people who can do it for less. And there are people who have to pay more. But um, it used to be that it was like $175, $200 for the same amount. So people are sometimes a little bit surprised uh, at the ad spend. And so just putting that out there. Always give yourself enough time to gradually test your ads and then increase the budget rather than just dumping a bunch of money in on day one. Um, Typically, we start posting an ad seven to 10 days before a course launch. It's just the first couple of days or the testing days. And then um, leading up to it, you know where what your ad spend is and get it up to like full power. And sometimes people are like, well, this is working great. I just want to dump more money into it. There is a point at which more money doesn't help, which is why you want to go up gradually so you know If I were spending $50 a day and getting great results and then I bumped it up and now I'm at, 
you know, $100 a day and nothing has changed and I'm getting the same conversion, well, I'm just throwing $50 a day out the window. Why would you do that? So bump it up gradually so you can see where it stops getting you better conversion and then go back down to where you were at your optimal spot. All right. Make sure you use your Facebook pixel to track your progress and the effectiveness of your ads. You want to have your pixel on your website like now. Don't wait. You can be developing your audience now. And um, when you're running an ad, you'll be glad because you'll have an audience already established. And then as you're running ads, you can check and see who's converting. Are they going to your landing page? Did they visit the checkout page? Are they on the thank you page? You can set this up how you need to, but uh, use your pixel. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then Google it. <laughs> no, really, you can ask in the Facebook group. We can we can tell you more about the pixel. Um, do use Google to run ads for people who are searching for your solution right now. And then additionally, it's a different audience than uh, Facebook and LinkedIn. However, you will have people say, well, I don't need to use Google because all my people are on Facebook. Yes, maybe, could be true. However, you can find the people who are searching right now for what you have on Google. And then if they don't convert, you can retarget them on Facebook and they're a warm audience and it's less expensive. So you can make your ad spend less and get better results by starting on Google and then retargeting on Facebook. So that's fun. All right. <laughs> if you couldn't already tell, I'm a huge fan of Facebook ads because they make it super easy to select your specific target audience and reach the right people. They also make it easy to tweak your ad and as you go, and your budget is determined by you. So uh, just because you don't have a big ad spend doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Uh, a small spend is better than no spend. So go ahead and um, experiment while you're small and figure out what works so that you have to think of it this way. If you had a machine and you put a dollar in and it gave you $5 out, would you not find a dollar to put in that machine? You would. You would know if I put a dollar in, I get $5 out. If I put $5 in, get $25 out, whatever it is. So you know once you've experimented with your ad and you've perfected it, that if I spend $5, I'm going to get a client and they're going to pay me, you know, 1500 Okay, keep putting the money in until you're not getting results. If, it, if at some point you're losing money, then okay, you can let it go or you could find someone who can do it better for you. My point is, if done right, you put money in, you get more money out. And that's what we're looking to do. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. <laughs> so Facebook ads are a great place to start because they're highly customizable. You can start with a very small budget. And uh, there's a lot of information about, out there and help with them. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. You can download your free Facebook ad template from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast and join us in the Social Savvy Geek Show Insiders group on Facebook. All right. So maybe you're saying to yourself, I don't really have a marketing budget. You're new, but you know you have an outstanding online course and you want to bring in enough money to have a marketing budget so you can scale. That's actually a good plan. You just need to fill your course. So we've got some stuff for you. Don't worry. There are some excellent free marketing options. So now you can still use Instagram 
you make sure you're using your appropriate hashtags. You can get up to 30 and you should be using all of them. Make sure you do some highly searched hashtags and some really niche hashtags and you should have your own unique hashtag and really mix it up and see what works. You always want to track and see what worked, what didn't work and keep keep moving forward. Post images that make sense for your audience. Stay on brand and make sure you're mixing up promotional and non-promotional images. If you do nothing and nothing and nothing and then promotion, 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 it's not good. So make sure you start before you need to promote and use non-promotional images so that when you're promoting, you already have an audience to look at them. On Facebook, promote your business, uh, your business page. And you can lead people by promote. It doesn't have to be a paid promotion. I mean, you can share it with um, your, your groups. You can share it with your peers. You can ask other people to share. When I say promote in this instance, I'm saying talk about it like written version of verbal, share it, uh, let people know that it exists, put it in Facebook groups on their promotional days, on the promotional threads in the right place. Don't go spam. Nobody likes that. You'll get kicked out and then you will have lost that audience. Um, message people who are interested in your services about the upcoming online program and mention any limited offers or extra bonuses that are included before a certain date. Give people incentive to act. Act. So if you have programs and services and you've had someone approach you about them, but it was just out of their price range or for some other reason they weren't ready, you can say, hey, I'm releasing a course on the topic you wanted to learn from me and here it is. A lot of times those people are thrilled because you remembered them, because you cared, and because you now have something that they can make use of. So there you go. On Pinterest, create a graphic and take people to a landing page. You can even create a Pinterest ad to promote your online program if you want to go the paid route. In your blog, repurpose your posts, blog about topics related to your course, and build excitement and interest in the topic. In a regular post, you can create new, new posts that are separate, put them on there. You could do even a bonus one that's about your course, but outline why it's excellent and then share that around. Don't only do that one if you're not blogging regularly, because that just looks weird. <laughs> but if you're blogging regularly, it is okay to say, I have a course, I'm super excited about it, this is what you're going to learn. It's like a kind of like a sales page, but with some extra meat to it. On Twitter, use your appropriate hashtags. No, not like Instagram, no 30, you want to use one or two. <laughs> Um, keep your character count within the limits because if you have a little ellipses at the end and it's trailing off and no one knows what you said, then it didn't work. Um, use graphics with um, words laid, laid over them like you could make on Canva if you're on the low budget, um, letting people know when and where they can sign up for this. On LinkedIn, if you're B2B, promote as you would normally promote on LinkedIn. Um, if it's B2C, you can still announce it and add it to your project to let people know what you have going on. Additionally, don't think that just because someone is in B2B that they're not a human being. If your course, for example, was on, I don't know, couples counseling or how to avoid a divorce, there are human beings who have relationships at home who would see that. So 
don't think just because it's a B2B environment that you can't let people know what you're working on. So since the internet and social media, businesses have more places and ways to market than ever before. This is exciting. It's also overwhelming. Last episode, I talked about finding your ideal audience and marketing is one of the primary reasons this is so important. When you know who your ideal client is, you will you will know what websites, social media platforms, and blogs they frequent. That will narrow down your list of marketing places so you don't have to do all the things. Only do the things that work for you, your business, your industry, and your clients. At the same time, don't be afraid to branch out. Just be smart about it. You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. I'm sharing with you where to market your next online course for the best results. We will hear from special guest Amy Motzel-Skillen after this word from our sponsors. I'm Jessica Edinger, CNBC. The Dow has turned positive for the year. It happened at the open this morning. Major indexes are all in the green. The Dow is up 253 points. The Nasdaq is up 107 points on Netflix strength. And the S&P 500 is up 27 points. American builders broke ground on more apartment buildings last month, pushing up total overhaul, overall home construction by nearly 2%. But note, single-family home construction was down nearly 4%. Investment bank Goldman Sachs is reporting that its first quarter profits rose by 26%, helped by the Trump administration's corporate tax cuts. Goldman shares, however, are down more than 1% right now. Tesla has stopped production for a few days on its Model 3 sedan, which is being built mostly by robots. It says it's fixing the line and reportedly hiring more humans to make sure things go well. Fix.com. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple trick. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the 1690 KDMT skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play 1690 KDMT. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. Money Talk 1690. Since the S&P 500 peaked on January 26, the index has lost more than $3 trillion in total value. The Dow Jones decreased by more than 13%. My name is Dave Anthony, certified financial planner and president of Anthony Capital, LLC. I'd like to tell you about some fixed investment payouts with targeted double-digit returns that may be appropriate for your portfolio. Call 303-734-7178. That's 303-734-7178 to find out more about targeted double-digit returns. What is all the buzz about with Boost Biz Ed? Known for the past eight years as Boost Denver to their regulars, Boost Biz Ed Denver connects experienced business educators who have a heart to teach with brave and talented business owners who seek to learn new skills in a free-to-the-public format. By attending these Boost Power Sessions, small business owners and solopreneurs take away immediate, life-changing, actionable items that radically catapult their business trajectories. Please join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. That's downtown at the Spaces ballpark location. See BoostBizEd.com for more details. With each Boost session you attend, you'll walk away empowered to apply specific action that will immediately improve your business. Who doesn't want to do that? Their speaker topics include leadership, sales, marketing, and other subjects vital to the success of any business. Boost BizEd attracts great people. Networking happens naturally here before and after all Boost sessions. Again, join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. downtown at the Spaces Ballpark location. See BoostBizEd.com for more details. 
We now return to The Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pence Atencio, on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're here with Amy Mazel-Skillen, and I think I just butchered your name. Yay. Amy (laughs) Amy is a bilingual, bicultural, native English-Spanish speaker and writer, which led her to become a licensed interpreter for 13 years in San Antonio, Texas. This brought her many opportunities to work with numerous business types as well as in the courts. She provides speaking engagements and presentations in both languages as well as her courses. Amy also managed and curated the largest privately held Holocaust library for nearly four years. She coordinated fundraising events, social media and rebranding of the entity, as well as press releases, interviews and public speaking. Because of this unique opportunity, she fell in love with marketing and branding. Through social media, she was able to connect and expose the library to many more people and entities and found she was both good at marketing and it made her happy. Amy is increasingly passionate about mentoring people and helping them grow. With a keen focus on training and leadership development, she creates and delivers high-impact programs designed to increase employee engagement and promote ongoing personal and professional advancement. Thank you for joining us today, Amy. Hi, Laura. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you're so welcome. And it doesn't say in your bio that you're in Colorado Women in Social Media with me and that we have amazing amounts of fun. <laughs> that is correct. It does not say that. We should add that in. <laughs> we should add that in. We should add that in. So I'm so glad that you're uh, able to join us because we've worked in person on a, a bunch of things together, and I know that you are absolutely brilliant. Thank you. You're welcome. So you are actually creating your own online courses right now. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the beginning of it has, has begun. Um, I am doing what's called Social Media Burst um, online courses, and that's where I work one-on-one with my clients. And they're 90 minutes long, and we get the job done and off the to-do list. And from there, it will become more of an automated um, situation where mm-hmm. people can log in at any time and take a course with me. Awesome. And are you doing one course? Are you doing this in English and Spanish or just one or the so other? So I'm starting them in English. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've considered doing them in Spanish, um, but I think one language to tackle at a time is probably <laughs> enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely the uh, opportunity for doing them in Spanish is there. Awesome. Now you're actually truly bilingual. You lived in um, Mexico City, correct? That's correct. Okay. And um, so you have the most amazing background and you actually not just know the language, you are culturally competent. So if someone needs um, help with a different audience, you're an appropriate fit. Yeah, for sure. Because we definitely, um, you know, from from country to country, there are different Mm -hmm. and very marked cultural uh, differentiators. And so Having grown up there, I really understand the Latino population mm-hmm. and how they think and um, how to be culturally sensitive to what they are looking for. Awesome. Just thought people should know that you're not just proficient in the language. You're actually knowledgeable in all the things. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you've also done a lot with um, interpreting and worked in the courts and you've done IT. And what is your favorite part of online marketing right now? I think uh, my favorite part is really dispelling some of the wrong information that <laughs> has um, gotten out and out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that 
your clients, whether you work with them in a training capacity mm-hmm. or a management capacity, really understand what happens in digital marketing. And so that's really where my passion lies is giving them that those tools mm-hmm. to say, okay, now I understand I can either handle it myself or I'm ready to hire somebody and know what to ask for. Right. So you suggest that people who are going to hire uh, social media help of any kind or online marketing help of any kind um, spend enough time to educate themselves, at least enough to know the right questions to ask. Is that? Yes, absolutely. All right. Because we were, I know we were talking at Colorado Women in Social Media about there's a lot of misinformation out there and how to handle um, delicately letting people know that they've been misinformed. (laughs) It's a little little bit of a sticky wicket. Um, So I don't know if we have the right answer for it exactly, aside from to say that people should educate themselves and know which questions to ask. So if someone were to come to you, what would you prefer that they already know and what would you tell them? So I, to me, it doesn't really matter at what level they are mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of their knowledge. Um, I pretty much start at a, at a one-on-one level, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to understand what their goals are, first and foremost. And if they're really thinking that doing this and managing their own profiles is not something they want to do, I am totally okay with that. Um, but then let's spend our time talking about how we can find the best person to fit uh, your needs and to manage your profiles in a way that they can uh, mimic your voice Mm -hmm. and understand your demographic as well as your industry. Because I think all three of those pieces are really important to make sure that they don't butcher your footprint, (laughs) because that's ultimately what's happening is they're representing your footprint. Yes. Well, and we've seen people who um, hire they they go out and they find the cheapest help they can find and then they wonder why the posts don't reflect their brand, but it's because it's cookie cutter. There's nothing personalized about it. Um, exactly. And I know typically if someone comes to me with that, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, so how would you, how do you work with people when they come in and they say, okay, I, I do know enough and I have an appropriate budget. Um, so if they're in your course, for example, what are you, what are you teaching them in the course? Well, again, it's going to depend on what their goals are, but my my ultimate goal is I would love to see each one of my clients manage their own profiles, mm-hmm. at least for a period of time. So in my courses and through my social media bars, we talk about um, each of the platforms that we feel are going to be appropriate for what they're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. and uh, they will get a very clear understanding of how the platforms function, what kind of information we want to put out there, how we want to do our posting, how mm-hmm. we see our analytics, how we can read our analytics so we can see what is performing well and what's not. Um, and then, you know, along with that, um, they learn a little bit about creating a content calendar, mm-hmm. what that looks like. And we can do, you know, very simplistic to very complicated, but simplistic typically works just fine for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we talk a little bit about scheduling tools and where they want to spend time and money in terms of what tools to implement and put in place. Awesome. So what is the biggest or most common mis- misconception that you need to educate people on like right now? I, I think there's two. Mm-hmm. I think one of them is 
understanding what syndicated content is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that we live in a world where there's so much content out there and understanding what is syndicated and what's not. And that when you hire big um, agencies to do your social media, mm-hmm. that they often resort to syndicated content and how that's not helping you and your cause. Right. Um, and I think the other thing is understanding the job of a social media manager <laughs> um, and really the lengths that they can go to to really make you shine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I, I feel like uh, people think, oh, yeah, my, my nephew can do that. And if they were trained and dedicated exactly. and excited about it, they probably can. But I, it amazes me when people are like, oh, yeah, I just put my intern who's in college in charge of that. I'm like, would you put them in charge of your, you know, finance and bookkeeping? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, why would you put them in charge of marketing that everybody sees? Right. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait. Um, I mean, woo, no. So I, um, well, of course, I think that all the things that you're doing are amazing. What's your favorite method of marketing for you to market yourself? Well, as marketers, I think we can all agree that um, our work marketing is done on ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Cobblers, kids, no shoes, right? Exactly. But, but, but just what's your favorite? What's your favorite? Um, I, gosh, I don't know. I think maybe uh, getting out there and, and speaking and being um, very public about what I do. Mm-hmm. And I've really focused this year on uh, speaking and doing podcasting. Uh, uh, let me be clear, doing podcast interviews. I'm not running a podcast. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think really that's been the most uh, the most fun and definitely my favorite. Awesome. Well, and of course, I'm a huge proponent of speaking engagements as a way of uh, expanding your marketing. So I think, okay. you're, do- I think you're doing it right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. So if you could tell us where people can find out more about you. So you can find more about me on LinkedIn. That's my favorite place to hang out. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to my website at sociallanguage.com, and that's spelled with one L. Mm-hmm. And then you have an ebook. I do. I have an ebook called The Answers to the Facebook Algorithm, and you can find that at sociallanguage.com backslash Facebook groups. Awesome. I will link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today, Amy. You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Get your free goodies from our show at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned. I'll tell you how to decide which of the marketing platforms available is right for your online course and your brand when we get back from this break. As an entrepreneur, how does this sound to you? Learn how to make your marketing work for you without becoming a slave to your business, even if you don't have a big list. Does this sound like crazy talk? Because it doesn't have to be. This is how marketing is supposed to work. With a proven plan and systems that work, you can make your marketing a powerful, unstoppable force. Monica Miller of Monica Writes and Laura Pence Atencio of Social Savvy Geek have combined their genius to bring you marketing that converts. 
simple, proven systems that can make the difference between scrambling to find your next client and a thriving business with sold-out events, wait lists for private coaching, and online program sales that used to be out of reach. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more. Visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more. That's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more. Looking for adult education classes, workshops, and seminars in Denver? Colorado Free University offers a wide array of adult education classes in the Denver metro area. Their programs include Spanish lessons and classes and other foreign language classes, CompuSkills computer training classes, as well as arts and crafts classes, dance classes, writing classes, career and business classes and seminars, classes in personal growth and development, performing arts workshops, special events, and much more. They recognize that many of the folks who take classes at CFU are small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs. An area of focus in their programming is putting together a great selection of social media training and online marketing. These days, you can't do business without learning at least a little about using social media and other online marketing tools for your business. Get more information at freeu.com. That's freeu.com. That's free, the letter U, dot com. Now, back to the social savvy geek, Laura Pensatencio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about which marketing platforms you should use for your online course. So far, we've covered why you need to market your online course and the options you have available whether you should use free or paid marketing options, and how you've got to get in front of your ideal client in order to fill up your course seats. With so many options available to you, you might be wondering where to start. So start with your marketing budget. Do you have one? Have, how much you can dedicate to your marketing every week, day, month? Like You need to know how much is available and what are your goals for those funds? And this will help you zero in on the best options for your program. Get back to your ideal attendee. Where do they hang out? Which, so do, which social media platform are they active on? Which groups are they participating in it? Begin creating content that speaks to your ideal client and is designed for their favorite social media platform. Make an action plan. Decide where, when, and how often you're going to post. Then you can go in and do an editorial calendar, decide what you're going to post. Nail down your fast action bonuses, the dates that you're going to open your carts and close your cart, and then you'll be ready to change your promotional message and offer once you've started offering your course. So if you're doing things and you need to change tax and adjust, that's fine. But you need to go into this stuff with a plan. You can't just think, oh, I have a course, I'm just going to, you know, let people know it's out there and they're going to fill it up. And no, it's a lot of work. So you need to have a plan and then you need to stick to it. And well, that's pretty much all I can say is you need to have a plan. And you need to stick to it because if you don't follow the plan, then it's no good having one. So there you have it. I've talked about organization and planning. And I will talk about that again. The more prep you do before your launch, the more time and headache you'll save yourself later. 
Without knowing your specific situation, I can't give you an exact list of what to do, but I can give you the tools and knowledge you need to figure out the best place to market the launch of your online course. And of course, as always, there is much more information available on the blog and in the Facebook group, and there's more support available around these topics. Our show times are limited. We've got to fit them into a certain amount of time. So if you need more, come and get it. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about how you can get started choosing which marketing platforms to use for your online course. And today, as is usual most of the time now, I have Caitlin right here to ask me the questions. Great. Thanks, Laura. So the first question is, are there any words or phrases that convert higher that I need to place inside my ad copy? Probably. <laughs> I'm sure there are. Um, at any given time, the words you should and sh should not use are in flux. So you're going to want to literally research that right before it's time to go. Um, there, one of the tools that I use uh, when researching words is not just like Google Keyword Planner, but also um, use CoSchedule's headline analyzer. And now they have an email headline analyzer. And if you put some copy in there, um, you can see if that word makes a difference or doesn't make a difference. There's also a headline analyzer from, I think it's AMI, American Marketing Institute, or something like that. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. But you can put copy in there and test it. Um, it's not 100% accurate. However, um, there are some words that people respond positively or negatively to when you need to use them appropriately, but I can't tell you what those words are particular because they change and it's different by industry. I would say be positive and don't threaten people. Always. Like, don't do the dire consequence thing. If you don't do this, then something bad will happen. Nobody likes that. Feels bad. And like, not bad in a way that's going to motivate me to do something either. <laughs> All right, next question. It's a really great point. Thank you. Uh -huh. So this is a two-part question. Okay. What kind of ad budget should I have if I'm a one-woman show as opposed to the sort of ad budget I might have if I can afford employees? Oh. Well, I have found with working with people who have and do not have employees that just because you are larger uh, business and have employees doesn't necessarily mean you have like ready cash. Um, however, we, we should all like to have <laughs> some ready cash. So I would say definitely uh, plan ahead and see what you can put aside and look at as it, and it, firstly, it's an, it can be an expense if you just run ads and you don't have the research and especially the first time you do it, it can be an expense, which what I would consider money that goes out and isn't coming back. Um, and then it could also be an investment. Once you've got your funnel converting, you know, I put money in, I get money out. That way you're just kind of not exactly loaning yourself money, but you're putting the money up in front and you know you're going to get it back at the end. Um, if you do enough research in advance, you should be able to break even at least. And then you didn't lose money. <laughs> so, but as far as what is the number? I would think it, it depends more on what you're trying to promote and how many people you need in your seats than how big your company is, because that's largely irrelevant. Um, I will also say, though, that uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi spend billions of dollars advertising. 
and they're already the the most well-known brands. So um, just keep that in mind. <laughs> the more you can do, the better. And if you need to start at $50 a week and then go up to, there is a point at which it stops mattering if you put more money in. At that point, stop putting more money in. <laughs> Find something else to do with that advertising money. Redirect it elsewhere. Maybe another type of ad or a different audience or when you hit that ceiling, then don't put more in. But I, I don't think there's a right answer. There's what can you do and what you need to get out of it. And you need a calculator for that. And I don't mean like the punch of the button kind. I mean, a spreadsheet kind. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's really helpful. So when should I begin promoting my online program? So assuming it's a full program, like a you know, a big, a big deal. I would say uh, we, we're wanting to do the 90 day, blah, I can't talk, the 90 day launch for that. If you're doing a quick uh, little mini program, then maybe you do a 21 day launch. But typically, for your big program, you're going to do it at a maximum once per quarter and do a 90 day launch. Awesome. And how many days should I leave my cart open? What kinds of content should I be kind of creating around that time frame? Yeah. <laughs> It's a really good question. So how long you keep the cart open, um, it changes. Like sometimes I've seen seven days to 10 days are, is usually the average. Um, it depends on how big your audience is and how excited they are, how many people you want to get in. Um, if, if it's a small limited program where like let's say it's a hybrid program where you're going to give a lot of a personal attention, then you might do just three days and say, hey, it's open, we're closing it. You could say it's closing as soon as it's full at you know, 25 people or whatever. But if it's a something where you could sell a thousand seats, then keep it open for 10 days. Um, keep in mind, you're gonna be very active during this time, which is why I'm saying 10 is kind of the max, because it's exhausting. If you're gonna be answering questions all the time and going live every day perhaps and doing webinars, and there's a lot of things you're gonna be doing and longer than 10 days, you're just going to wear yourself out. So that, that would be my max. Okay. How often should I offer this online course? How often? Well, as often as you can without spamming. Like you, you made this, you spent time on it, you worked on it. Tell everybody. Tell everybody all the time, everywhere. But don't overdo it. If you start... If people start tuning it out, then you've done too much. But I mean, every day, every channel, once a day, twice a day. If it's Twitter, three times a day. You know, just put it out there until you until your seats are full. But this is like calling people on the telephone. You keep going till they say no. Like this is what you're doing. Be excited about it. This is also why you have a small window of time because you're talking about it 24/7 for a week. You're not. You can't do this all the time. People will hate you. <laughs> But if you've built up all this excitement and now you're talking about it and you're excited about it for a week to 10 days, that's great. Because people know the week after you're going to go back and do more regular posting. And so, yes, go crazy. <laughs> How do I create that sense of urgency to get people to sign up now? Well, let them know why they need to sign up now without threatening them. Um, tell them where they could go, how you could help them. Um, give bonuses. And um, if you, if this is a limited time, let them know it's a limited time. If it's not a limited time, you need to build something in that feels like a limited time, like a bonus that is only available now. Do something. Because as human beings, we don't move until we have to. 
We just don't. And it's not you. It's not your offer. It's the fact that we we get comfortable and we don't want to do things. And it's easier not to do something than to do something. And uh, people do move faster to get out of a pain than they do to get towards a good thing. But there's a fine line there between saying, hey, you know, where you are now stinks and saying, your life will never change and you're going to be on the couch for the rest of your life if you don't do something. So make sure that you give the urgency without crossing the line into negative town. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. If I have a decent ad budget, should I spend most of my time focusing on paid advertisements and kind of not the free marketing or should no. I spend my time equally? No, you should always, always have solid, solid free content and then use the advertising to bolster that up. So we spend our time here on the free stuff. All right. Now that was the last question. Awesome sauce. We shall move straight into announcements. So my marketing success workshop series is held at Office Evolutions in Southlands, and it still has openings. You can learn to plan and implement the nine pillars I teach on this show. Get more details at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash workshop. Don't miss the Entrepreneur City Summit. Sign up from the Social Savvy Geek Show Facebook page. Marketing that converts, free masterclass, uh, Tuesday, April 17th at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And don't forget to sign up for the free masterclass, How to Blog and Market for Maximum Profit. There will be multiple instances of it. If you've missed one, go to the next one. Uh, Monica and I are excited to teach and answer questions. So head on over to the show notes at socialsidethegeek.com forward slash podcast to register. Um, we are thrilled with our newest show sponsor, Infusionsoft. Social Savvy Geek is well on its way to becoming a certified partner agency, and I am so excited. So excited. I can't even tell you how excited I am. So there will be bonus episodes down the road letting you know how you can make use of this fabulous software, and I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it now. I'm just so excited. <laughs> so join us next week as we go in more, more in depth on how to market your event online. And I have a question for you. Answer me on your favorite social channel or in the Social Savvy Geek Show Insider Group on Facebook. How are you currently marketing your online course? And is it working? Hmm? If it's working, we want to know what you're doing because it's always changing all the time. I know many things, but I don't know all the things. So I'm always interested in learning what's working for you right now. And if you're doing something, that was working and it's not working now, we can help you work through that. So by all means, hop in there, let us know what you're doing, whether it's working, whether it's not working, did it work in the past and now it's not working because it's a crazy online world we live in and that's what keeps it fun and interesting. We love it here. Thanks for joining me today on the Social Savvy Geek Show. I appreciate you. Until next time, join our conversation online. Savvy?